0: Welcome back to yet another episode of Autism Every Day. We are your hosts, Geeta
1: and Swati. Welcome back. So we've been watching this super interesting show on Netflix called Love on the Spectrum. And this has sparked an interest in discussing and learning more about the need to get married or to find a partner for people on the spectrum. That's true. So for those of you who haven't watched the show yet, um, the show is set in Australia and it's Mm -hmm. a reality show where young adults on the autism spectrum are coached to go on dates with the intention of finding a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Most of the participants in the show talk about their desire to find themselves a partner. Or a companion, and that's so much like their neurotypical peers, which is really heartwarming. It is, it is right, and but interestingly, they only go on dates in the
0: show um, with fellow autistics.
1: Oh, so they don't go on dates with neurotypicals. No, at least that's
0: that's what it has been this far. Okay, you know if it goes changes further down.
1: Right, and
0: you know that kind of makes you think. um, What about the kids with autism in India? What about the kids we work with? What about your kids?
1: That made us pause in our tracks and think. And for us, thinking is equal to scientific evidence. So um, I, we looked up some studies and there's one that was conducted in America, which indicated that less than 5% of the autistic population, the adult population, of course, actually went on to get married. Wow! And 67% of the participants in this study, or at least their caregivers, mm-hmm. expressed that, They had absolutely no interest in having a romantic relationship. Very interesting statistics.
0: So, I know we say this a lot, but we, yeah, like Swati just said, we do a lot of reading, a lot of research. And one of our recent surveys showed us that a majority of the parents of children on the autism spectrum want for their child to get married or at least find a companion in adulthood which is interesting because we do want for people on the spectrum to enjoy a meaningful life which may include a partnership, but there are some prerequisites to keep in mind before that adult can reach
1: their end goal. Yeah, um, so if you really look at marriage and companionship, they are very social concepts, right? which yeah. means there are certain social expectations, there is a sense of give and take that constitutes the very building blocks of this institution. And an interesting statement came up when we did some reading, which goes like this. Marriage is in retreat worldwide. (laughs) In other words, all over the world, as we speak right now, pandemic or otherwise, marriage is on the decline. And there's an increasing number of women and men who are not just postponing marriage, but they're actually choosing to forego it altogether. Yeah, but
0: that being said, we live in a culture, pandemic or not, where <laughs> marriage is seen as mandatory and a logical next step once a man or a woman reaches a particular age, right? And culturally, marriages are made to happen with the very active intervention of parents and extended relatives and friends or um, Seema Auntie, as many. Seema Auntie! <laughs> <be>. <laughs> Again, reference about. to a Netflix show. Go yeah. watch it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, at least that's the case most often for uh, who we may, we may call neurotypical individuals. Of course, there are people among them who find their own partners or who are self-partnered, but that is really not as common as following the beaten path of going through an arranged marriage. So marriage in India is seen as a one-stop solution for any form of trouble, be it mental illness, developmental disorders, just about anything. I mean, there's all this this... All prevailing thought that just get him or her married and everything will be fine. And that's so deeply ingrained in our psyche. And the sad truth is that many individuals with difficulties or mental illnesses are married away without their difficulty being disclosed to the other party. right? And this is, this stems from the belief that marriage will anyway solve those issues. And better still, having a child will definitely solve it once for all. Oh yeah. Right. So this overwhelming need to see the young adult married um, uh, is, I mean, more so if you know, based on the survey for individuals with autism, it's probably driven by the fact that we do not have a system in place for these adults to integrate and live in the community after the lifetime of their parents, and there really is no, is nothing. There is no system. So this worry often leads parents to find them a partner and see it as their duty that they must complete before they're too old or, you know, they die.
1: That's true. And I also think there's a small segment of parents who feel like, well, I've had a successful partnership. Why can't my child on the spectrum have it? So there's that as well, you know. But anyhow, keeping this cultural aspect in mind, let's talk specifically again of our kids on the autism spectrum. And like we mentioned earlier, marriage is a social concept, which means that it requires a certain baseline of social skills. So let's look a little further. What does a marriage need to succeed or even to survive? Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) First up, you need to possess communication skills Whether or not you communicate effectively with your partner, there are certain skills expected of you being able to talk, not just to ask for what you want, but to be able to ask about the other person, to keep in, you know, to keep their needs in mind, at least every now and then, (laughs) and to be able to reciprocate in a conversation. And I think more importantly, to actually initiate a conversation. And this might be something that an autistic person struggles with. And many people struggle
0: with, clearly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So this reminds me um, of an episode on that show, Love on the Spectrum, where uh, one, one uh, young adult is obsessed with toys. He has toys of every nature and he's, that's something he can keep talking about and the girl he meets doesn't have any interest in toys at all. So that means any conversation between the two of them is just a no starter, they cannot take it beyond that. So also to remember that communication is beyond just speaking, it's also being able to understand the unsaid nuances like body language, expression, sarcasm, jokes, literally reading between the lines and beyond. Yeah. Right? And marriage uh, also necessarily brings about a change in routines. Change in the way that the person has lived uh, before when he or she was alone. Everything will be different. Like from preferred foods to the way things are cooked, to household chores, to the sequence of events that take place, to tolerating physical proximity, uh, to being actually being sexually active, to sharing, sharing the bathroom. That can be a huge point of dispute.
1: Yeah. How wet
0: do you make it or how messy do you leave it after you shower? And just about having very, very different interests. So it can be challenging for an individual to break certain routines and rigidities in order to successfully blend into the relationship. So in any partnership such as marriage, there is a lot of give and take. And as a parent, it might seem not just beneficial, but also a matter of security to know that after them, there is somebody who is going to be there with their young adult and play the role of a companion. But let me remind you that companionship is not a one-way street. Your young adult with the ASD will also have to reciprocate and care for the other person in a similar way. And the question to really ask yourself is, does he
1: or she have the ability to do that? Absolutely, this calls for some perspective taking abilities, um, displaying empathy, being able to look at things from another person's point of view and literally, quite literally putting yourself in their shoes. True. So these are skills that individuals with autism are known to struggle with and that makes you know dating or marriage, honestly dating, a really difficult task. You said dating? I said dating.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dating is such a no-no in our culture right um, for anybody really and so for a person with autism it seems very far fetched to have a parent agree to let the child go on a romantic date or even on a date on an outing so we don't actually have um, the, the resource people who can uh, work with these individuals on honing the social skills necessary for a date uh, when we talk of social skills uh, we typically talk of just, you know, being able to greet somebody, being able to say bye-bye to somebody, uh, saying the right things, being respectful of others, and all of those things. But we rarely talk... In fact, we don't talk about sexuality, dating, um, expected behavior of the opposite sex. And least of all, sexual orientation. That never comes up. Never comes up, yeah. right? So, um, I mean, this reminds me of this... Uh, 28-year-old on the spectrum, um, the mother had kind of told him that he cannot talk to a woman who's married mm. because, you know, her husband may not like it then. So she told him this because in the context of one of his friends uh, who went on to get married and he kind of would persist in calling her, you know, every now and then. And the mother felt that he was he wouldn't realize that he would be crossing boundaries. Mm-hmm. And this young man made it a rule and would ask every woman he met if she was married. And if the answer was yes, he would say, oh, then I cannot talk to you, right? Aww. So the well-intended advice from the mom resulted in rule-governed behavior and possibly the loss of some friendships and social connections to this, this young man, right? The reason we bring up this incident is to talk about how difficult it can be for someone who's on the spectrum. This young man was fully vocal, was Mm -hmm. able to live independently. I mean, he would even manage his, you know, finances good. He could actually manage his finances. He would do some net banking and all of that. Um, He would take a cab, Mm -hmm. find himself a cab and go out and go to the movie theater. But he was unable to reason out, discriminate. And use his discretion in, in social situations and understand this, this social rule that his mom had
1: spelt out for him. Yeah, that, that can be fairly complex, right? And pretty sad. So one of the things to remember is that marriage or any form of partnership has to be the individual's choice and not something that's forced upon or, you know, suggested by the family because mm. ultimately it's entirely for the individual to decide. So assuming your young adult with ASD expresses the need to or uh, you know says okay I want to date somebody you want to begin by talking to him about the rules of engagement you want to explain to him what constitutes appropriate conversation on a date and what doesn't what do you do on a date what can you absolutely not do when you're going out with that girl and before that even how do you ask somebody out on a date mm-hmm. Is he or she ready to deal with rejection? Yeah. yeah. Teach them how to be safe on the outing, how to ensure they aren't putting their date in distress. Teach them what it means if somebody goes out with them. Let's say a pretty girl goes out for a cup of coffee with them. Does it mean they're dating or are they just friends? You know, so again, here comes that magic discrimination skill. The tough one. Yeah, It is. And then what about physical touch? How much is acceptable, in what situation, what environment? And most importantly, has consent been obtained? Remember, they need to not just give consent, but they need to be able to ask for it as well. Both ways. It works both ways. So as parents, here's what you can do. You can keep in mind that what is cute at five borders on unacceptable at age 12 and can get him arrested at age 20. So the next time your child tries to feel your arm or touch your face, just keep this in mind. It's okay. He's cute, right? But he's cute at five. And this behavior might land him in a whole lot of trouble later. (laughs) And of course, we're basing all of this on the fact, you know, going back to wanting to get married. We're basing all of it on the fact that your young adult actually meant it when he said that he's interested in getting married. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it isn't something he's just saying because he's been told he's, so
0: yeah, or heard it before, right? Heard people talking.
1: Yeah. Or you know, rule governed behavior. Mm-hmm. This is the right yeah. thing to do, mm-hmm. right? So has he just been conditioned to say so? Is it just verbal behavior, or is it a concept that he actually understands and is committing to? Yeah. Yeah. Very very important magic discrimination
0: skill mm-hmm. for us to make as adults, right? Yeah. Um. So, like we said before, dating is seen as a no-no in India for most people Mm -hmm. or it's still catching on. Yeah, I think it's catching on. But that leaves individuals with ASD definitely in the forbidden zone as far as finding their own partner goes. So, what then? We heard recently of some matchmaking apps for people with different needs. There was also a little write-up about this group of mothers who have, you know, kind of created... Um, an informal matchmaking site or the
1: facebook group or something yes
0: yes though i don't know much about it but i have read about it so going the arranged route is not for the faint-hearted and it's definitely not easy whether or not you're dealing with different needs that's true yeah so very often we've been asked in the course of a consultation i mean this child would be like Three, two. two we had a two-year-old, right? Two year old, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been asked if, uh, you know, will my child grow up and get married? Um, there's only one thing that we can tell a parent like that. Marriage and a romantic partnership are definitely not for everybody on this spectrum. The most important aspect to consider is the level of functioning of the individual, his or her ability to plan for the future, and when we say level of functioning, um, let's put it this way say someone with Asperger's has a higher chance of being married and staying married than someone with autism. And that still doesn't make it easy even for the Aspies. No, it doesn't. Yeah, let's work towards helping the child know himself starting now, no matter how old he is, identify his own needs. Um, of course, as he grows up, finding his sexuality. Having a concept of himself, know what he wants and surely know what he definitely does not want. Let's work towards equipping him or her to live independently without having to depend on anyone. To be able to share, be able to give, to be able to empathize. Basically for the individual to live a fulfilling life in which marriage and a partnership may not be part of the game.
1: But if it is... Well, then it's a different story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as a parent, here are some key takeaway questions you can ask yourself if you feel like you're at the crossroads and you're not sure. So first up, can my young adult care for himself? Can he feed himself? Can he make meals for himself? Or can he just use, you know, an app like Mm. Swiggy or Zomato and just order some food for himself, right? Can he take care of himself essentially? Can my young adult stay alone at night, overnight? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, can he stay alone? Can he lock up when he goes out? Can he be safe within the house? Can my young adult manage his own finances? And can he plan for the future independently? Yeah. Can my young adult express complex choices and convey what he definitely does not want? And another question to ask yourself. Does my young adult know for sure if he wants a romantic relationship, Mm -hmm. right? And the last one, can he deal with changes in life, in lifestyle, in habits, in routines? Can he deal with heartbreaks and losses? Are these some things that he can take in his stride? So if a majority of the answers are yes, then you know that the prospect of a partnership is something that will not burden your child.
0: Yeah. Uh, is what works for that individual. And I think that is the most important factor.
1: Absolutely. It's essentially at the end of the day what works for that particular individual. And we, we always we always maintain this. It's hard to generalize on the spectrum, spectrum. Yeah. right? Yeah. So with that, we wrap up today's episode. What do you think? Do write in to us with your feedback at wechallengeautism at gmail.com and you know our Insta and Facebook handle. So go leave us a like. See you next time. Stay safe.